If I reminded you that you are perfect, would you argue me down or step into your perfection? Welcome to Perfect Tomorrow, where there are no excuses, no expectations, and we explore the world without limitations. I'm Jay Clay, rapper, the spiritual teacher, with my co-host Troy Washington, your friendly neighborhood realtor. Let's be real, so let's be perfect. Perfect mode, and I know I might be. You gotta let me know how I'm looking. But welcome to perfect mode. Okay, first off, let me start by telling y'all that we love y'all. We're grateful for the opportunity to be anywhere, sharing our thoughts, the way that we see things, and hopefully helping you realize that you are perfect. And the reason why I can unapologetically say that is because I know that you are one of one, numero uno. You cannot be duplicated, replicated. And the only reason you would think that you're not perfect is if you're looking at somebody else and saying, you know what? That's better than what I got. And the reality of it is, you are the one. And of course, it's yours truly, Troy Washington, your friendly neighborhood realtor. And I have my boy, Jay Clay, spiritual rapper and teacher. And we're about to get on here and talk about your daily practices, what works and what hinders. What up, Jay? What up? Happy, happy Sunday. We, we got to a, to a minute late start. We had some te- technical difficulties, but we all good now. We back, we, we ready to roll, ready to talk about these, these daily practices, these habits. And I know this is something we speak to on a regular basis, but I will say it's needed every time. Like it, it, it really is. I'm, I'm in a transition period with some habits as well. And it's, it's pretty interesting. Yo, I know this is probably going to be kind of like far left field, but I always give this example to people when they talk about doing the same stuff over and over again. Like, you know, people that go to church every Sunday, they go to church every Sunday to be reminded so that way they can get themselves back on track to what they're trying to do. So, you know, a lot of times in the life that we live and all the distractions that we have and not only just distractions, all the things that we want to do in life. Like sometimes you get distracted within yourself, which is we're going to kind of get to that. But sometimes you need to hear the same thing over and over again. So that way you can hone your focus so that way you can drop, you know, lock in to something specific if you want to and be able to figure out what works and what hinders. Go ahead. Yeah. And not only that, like um, like even in my case. There's some habits I've started and I, and I realized, well, this may not be serving me in the way that I thought it would. Like I, I gave it a try and by maybe tweaking it at a different time, maybe, you know, it, it can change things. And so it's, it's not only about the ones that we, we do against ourselves, but it could be the one we, we had good intentions for. But then when we if we're real with ourselves, we realize, OK, this might can be shifted in some kind of way. So I, I would say this, that. You know, your daily practices is something that's a hindrance and a help for me every single day. And it's something that, you know, I actually would say that, you know, when I'm really thinking this through now, I spend more time thinking about these than I actually do um, activating these on a daily basis. Because a lot of times I feel like I get stuck in a place where I'm trying to figure out what makes sense and I can't make a decision. Right. And so I guess just kicking this conversation off. For you, my question is, how do you identify what works? Because just because something is moving alone doesn't always mean it's working as well. Um, And how do you identify what hinders? Because just because something is not moving doesn't mean that it's a hindrance either. So I I guess just trying to point out or pick out, you know, what those things are. And then, you know, we can kind of go from there. Yeah, that's an excellent question. Uh, And now that I'm really thinking about it, I think it's I think it's how you feel, like how you feel about the whole thing. Cause I mean, like if you wanted to, you can, you could get into a zone where you just very strict with yourself, but you're not having fun at all. You're not enjoying what you're doing. So you're not really mindful about it. It's more like a, it's a burden, even though it could be helping you, but because you feel that it's a burden, you're going against the help that it's doing. So it's kind of like you have to be in alignment with 
the action of what you, you're doing and how you feel about it. And sometimes you you get caught in the I, like, oh, I should say me. Sometimes I, I get caught in the numbers game or the, the consistency game of just I got to do it every day. But then my my I don't know, things have pivoted, it shifted slightly like like that could still serve me, but not in the same way. Like I might have to add an extra hour or focus on something slightly different. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example to actually to give I, a, a real life example. Go ahead. I, I want to give an example of something that how it ended up hindering me even though I felt like it was a practice that I, I felt like it was a practice that was working. Yeah. But after I figured out the hindrance of it, I realized that it didn't work because I, I was able to kind of look at it and see the way that I was, I guess, moving in a sense where <clears throat> it wasn't being as effective as it could be. So just to kind of give you an example, you know, we were in our Spanish run for a long time and I'm pretty sure you and Didi probably still in your Spanish run. And our biggest thing was at that time was be consistent. Do not miss a day. Like, you can do one Spanish lesson a day. You can just, like, don't miss it. So in making sure that I did that one lesson a day, I was like, I started to talk to myself and say, this is not necessarily, I mean, me just doing one lesson just to get it out of the way, that mug is not necessarily helpful to me in a way that I would think, even though I know it's helpful, but it, from the way that I'm trying to internalize this, it's not really working for me, right? So what I decided to do was pick it up, do as many of them as you can a day, right? And so I was making sure that I did it every day. And then I would just do a lot of Spanish lessons. And then one day I just did some crazy amount of Spanish lessons. And then I was I was excited about it. I was energized, like, man, I did this and da da da. And then from that day forth, I didn't do Spanish for probably a whole another three or four weeks because I was burnt out. Yeah. And so in the burnout, I realized that number one, me trying to push myself beyond what was comfortable for me or where I had the feeling where I was able to really enjoy myself was a hindrance because it made me not want to do it anymore. But then not only that, when I looked back and, and thought about me pushing myself in the way that I was pushing, even if even when it was just one lesson a day, I realized it became more of a task than an, an, an educational act. Yeah. And so I was literally going through the motions, but I wasn't retaining. I, I guess I can't say that I wasn't retaining because I was retaining it, but I wasn't retaining or uh, being able to, em I guess, embrace it and include it within myself as much as I really needed to in order to be effective. And yeah. so that's when I realized the processes and the process that I was going through did not work. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, same. With, with me and doing this, the Spanish lessons on Duolingo, I would just do it to finish it. And I, I wasn't, it was just like, I would just do it real quick. And then I would get mad if they told me I was wrong. I'm like, man, I know this right. Y'all lying. I don't know, but it, but I realized because I wasn't in it. When I was in it, I could just do a bunch all day, and I was I was enthused about it. But right now, I'm just not enthused about it. And I and I will. I, I did think of an example of uh, one habit. I I changed. I just changed the time that I did it, and it made a huge difference. So um, one thing I like is just having a, a clean environment. I found I can. I don't know. I'm just happier. I'm, I'm, I'm I, I function better. I can do more. Like if the environment that I'm in is clean. And so, like, one of the things I had put on my to-do list was, like, every day at 6 p.m., just tidy up a bit, uh, just, you know, do stuff. And if I don't have anything to tidy up, I can kind of declutter old stuff that I just never got to. And what would end up happening is that time comes and I, either I'm busy, I'm tired, I'm doing something else. I don't want to think about doing anything. And so uh, it dawned on me, just do it first thing in the morning. And it's been easy to do. It's been quick. It's been efficient. It's been I, I'm enthused to do it. Like, I, I I'm liking the little bit that I'm doing every day toward it, too, uh, of the like old decluttering and all of that. And it's like, why did I do this before? But it's the same habit, it's the same effort. It's just I'm changing the time and it flows a lot better. So I want to talk about this changing of time. And I want to talk about, you know, being resistant to the change when you feel like it's necessary or how you can make it work. And the only reason I bring it up is because the thing that sparked in my mind is, I, I don't know if I'll say that I'm a night person, you know what I'm saying? But I kind of am a night person, you know what I mean? And um, I think part, part of that is because I'm real, I'm real, I guess, affected by distractions. And I don't mean distractions in a bad way. It could be anything, the TV being on, you know, my kid asking me a question. But the one thing that I've realized about myself was, the the work that I do, if I wait until everybody goes to sleep at nighttime, for some reason I get super locked in. Like I can get as much done as I want to. I can be happy about it. And I won't 
I won't have any hiccups that stop me from doing what I need to do. And I feel accomplished a lot of the times. Now, here's a caveat to it, right? I got to get up early in the morning and take my kids to school. Um, I have whole days of work because a lot of my clients, they need stuff to be done during the daytime. But for whatever reason, the most effective that I could be is overnight. And so, you know, just trying to juggle how that will work has always been something that has been a, a task for me, I guess I'll say. Um, but um, to your point, I've tried to say, you know what, let me find that quiet time during the daytime or let me do these things during the daytime so that way I can get into that same mode, but I've never been able to do that. And so now there's just this balance where I might take a couple of days where I'll stay up late and just do as much as I can. And then the other days I just go to, to, to bed, you know, at regular times. But just pointing that out, I felt like was uh, kind of tied into what you were saying. Yeah, and sometimes, I mean, a lot of it, too, is going with the flow. So yeah. I've noticed that. OK, so, so, you know, I went on a trip like the past three weeks. Well, the week before last week, I was on a trip for three weeks. And so the time changed. Like three months, dog. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so the time <laughs> changed. And when I came back. I was just waking up super early. I was waking up at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, ready to go. And um, like just kind of going with the flow, I, I kind of developed a new routine. So so as of right now, which this is my morning routine, which just kind of happened, but I'm liking it. So I get up. First thing I do is say like my mantra, kind of visualize that that mantra that I'm stepping into. Um, what time are you getting up, though? So I know. It's, it's anywhere from four to six thirty. Okay. Yeah. But but I, I don't I don't set an alarm. It's just when I'm yeah. it's, it's like oh, it I feel let's let's get it. So yeah. uh so yeah so I, I do that and then then I'll go grab my laptop and then I'll I'll go back uh like I, I come to a to a different room and I just kind of just tinker on the laptop while I'm still half sleep. But I'll kind of plan my day a little bit and just knock out some of like the little meaningless to do tasks or something. Um and then I'll, I'll put that down. I tidy up and then I get into my morning routine, which could be. It could be uh, making a smoothie. It could be showering and stuff like it. It's, I got a lot of leeway or whatever. And then I, I work after that, like just set the intentions of the things I want to do for that day. I do that for like the next three hours. And then afterwards, uh, work out, chill. And like chill is chill. Chill is chill. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. And sometimes <laughs> I still do work, but it's well, I do projects, but it's not like really like work related. It's, it's projects that I don't really I care about, but it doesn't mean anything. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 So, and this is all spurred on from the time you came back from your trip to now and just the 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 the, the adjustment in the time frame, right? Yes. Yeah, now nah. and see, and again, from for for my circumstances, like I I try to tend to go with the flow as much as I can, but you know, <clears throat> again, I'm easily distracted. And I can literally say, you know what? Now's the time for me to do it. I'm about to lock in. And then at that time, that will be the time that my kids, I think we got the same lock in mode. So that's the time when they decide that they're going to lock in too. And then Brody would come next to me and say my name 30 times in a row. Daddy, what about this? And I answer him, he'd say, Daddy, what about this? And I literally would have to be like, dude, yeah. let your boy get some stuff done. But you know, I guess that, <clears throat> that's a, a part of it. So I guess let's just get into it even a little bit more. Like, Growing with the flow, I think definitely is key to finding out what works, right? But I also would throw this out there too to say that sometimes when you go with the flow, it can be something that hinders you. And that's why I was talking about the Spanish. Like I didn't have anything else to do during the Spanish time. It was just convenient. And um, even if I had stopped doing it, I didn't know what to fill that time with, that gap with. So because it was just a set time and, and this was where it goes to having that structure and saying, no matter what, I'm going to do it this way because eventually I'm going to end up where I want to end up. It really was a big hindrance on my life. <clears throat> so I guess, you know, how do you determine, again, I, I know that feeling is a big part of this. You know what I'm saying? Understanding like how you feel. But even in that, there were times where I know that I didn't feel as glowing as I would want to during the process. When I was finished, I was like, yeah, I did that. Let me go ahead and tell everybody. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, so it, not, not only is it feeling, but it's mindfulness. Like, you you have more control over your feelings than you realize. Like, uh, so even tuning in, like, why, like, why don't I, I feel as great? And sometimes we can look at our thoughts. So for an example, um, some people feel that they're not being productive, they're not doing anything. 
you know, and that could be a hindrance too, as much as it could be a, a, a good thing, but being mindful of how you actually feel about it. Like, what are your thoughts? Like, do I have to be doing something every hour? How much rest can I get? How much rest can I get where I still feel good? Or how much work can do I do where I still feel good? Like all of these things are, are things to be mindful of because as they say, it's, it's a yin and yang to everything. And I've been, I've actually been on both sides of it where I've, I've just worked myself ragged. And then where I was like, nope, doing nothing. I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> right. But then, but then like that became a hindrance because I started not to feel like doing anything. It was like, I shouldn't, like, I, I should be energized. I shouldn't be tired now. Well, let me, let me change this. So it's about finding that balance, but also being real with yourself on how you feel about these things and how do you want to feel about these two. So I, I'm glad that you brought it up. And, um, you know, just again, something that we're going to always kind of try to drive home is mindfulness. And, you know, when do you take time to really think about what you're doing? When do you really look at your situation and reevaluate it? Like, how many times do you sit down and say, okay, this is how my day starts. Let me meditate on this. Does this make sense? How do I truly feel about this? Does this feel like it's moving me in the direction of my life that I want to go? Do I feel like this is truly affecting the people around me in the way that I imagined it when I thought that I was going to do it? Because a lot of times, the things that we try to set forward to do, we've thought about all of these things, maybe not on a grand scale, but subconsciously it's things that run in my mind. Like if I decide to get up at five in the morning and just leave the house, how will my, what will my wife think about that? Like, it's not something that I'm literally going to speak out, but it's something that goes through my mind with, you know, uh, with the quickness. So like, when do we take the time to meditate on every action that we're, actually living out in our life to find out if it really makes sense. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's true. And, and not only being mindful, but of all of these actions, coming up with a system to deal with it in a sense, like, I mean, we, we all have to do items that we have to do. We have to do items for family, for self, for uh, work, for play. Like we, we all have these items and, um, this is something I play with too. Like I, I've had to-do lists. I had like the tidy thing that I, that I told you I switched. That has been on my to-do list every day for like the past year. And I probably actually followed that maybe seven days out the year, which was like, now I, I know I got to change this. I know I got to delete this or, but I didn't want to delete it. So I just tried a new time, but it's, we got to develop, we have to figure out our system, but not be hard on ourselves when we do it wrong. Cause that's part of it too. Like, okay, how can I get all this out? Like, do, do I want to, do I want to journal what I got to do? Do I want to keep a to-do list? I don't want to do that. That seems like work in itself. Like, but, but, but being willing, like you said, to figure that out for yourself because it makes things a lot easier. And, and I would even go as far as to say that again, I'm just, I'm just running it through my mind as we're talking about it. But I think that we do it, but we only do it for the things that we feel like are highlights of our life. So as an example, like, Perfect Mode is a big part of my life or the D.D. Ingram show is a big part of my life or, you know, coaching and basketball is a big part of my life. So every season that we come into, there's an evaluation process. Does this still make me feel the same way that I need to be? And that's not something that's spoken out, but it's also um, a, a self-planning, like how can I continue this momentum? How can I make this continue to grow? You know, this is something that I just, again, not nothing me and Jay Clay talk about or me and Didi talk about. It. It's just something that I do subconsciously because we do evaluate certain things that we give a certain level of, you know, importance. And But I'm talking about everything else because I think that everything should go through the same evaluation process, no matter how small you think it is. Even as much as, like, what time do I get up in the morning? Like, am I getting up in the morning early because it's a necessity, meaning I have to because it helps facilitate every, everything, um, you know, going on in my house. A uh, shout out to my girl Yvette as well. We appreciate you joining us. Much love always. Um, but is this, is this, is this, a, uh, um, is this going to help facilitate or am I just doing this to prove to people that, oh, I can get up early or am I doing this because I'm trying to set the stage for something else. And I think it's kind of just looking at it from that standpoint and really trying to figure out, you know, what makes sense is important in it all. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, and I, I love that. I love that you said that. Like, am I doing this? Like, what, what's the reason I'm doing this? Um, because, and, it, and that, that goes back to that mindfulness. It There's a lot of things I could do, um, but my reasons for doing it wouldn't be my own. It would be because 
I think that this is what society says is X, Y, Z. But it's like, am I going to do it for what I think society is or am I going to do things for me? Uh, like, I, I know what I want for myself, which is which is why, um, shout out to, again, Napoleon Hill. I, I know we bring him him up a lot, too. He talked about the definite chief aim. And it's about, you know, you just, it, it, it's a phrase or a series of sentences that you say every day until it becomes your reality. And I know this works. I've done it plenty of times, but there was a big gap where when I was real with myself, I was afraid to do it because I was like, well, I'm, I'm limiting myself. But then what if I didn't limit myself? How big do I go? And I, I don't know, for whatever reason, I was just scared to go to that level of big. And I would say, and I can say now for like for the past, ooh, it might be almost two months now, I've been saying this mantra, as you will, this definite chief aim. And it's cool how things are unfolding because your mind is tuned to it. Like I have a reminder that comes up on my phone that says, hey, revisit your definite chief aim. And like when your mind is attuned to something, you have that mindfulness of it. You're able to kind of bring it to your awareness and make decisions according to that blueprint that you set for yourself. And the reason I say that is because for, 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 and I'll, I'll speak for myself. There have been times that I made a decision for what I want. But then another day I made a decision for something that might not be aligned with that same thing. But this this is what I know I want ultimately. So it keeps me in line no matter if I zigzag on the little things or not. Oh, so funny enough that you say that is, uh, you know, shout out to Napoleon Hill as well. And, uh, you know, just, you know, the information that's been able to just, you know, be passed down, you know, the people that's just, just put people in a better situation. Um, but I went to go talk to kids. Uh, they have an entrepreneur, which is something that I, I know we didn't have when I was growing up. But at Eastern Hills High School, when I think at Dunbar, they have it as well. They have a, a, an entrepreneur class that you can take. Um, and again, shout out to Eastern Hills. And uh, they invited me to come talk to the kids about entrepreneurship and, you know, you know, things to kind of <clears throat> put in the forefront of your business. And one of the things that I told them more than anything was, like, write it down. You know, to me, I know that's not the same as a definite chief aim, but it's a pathway to getting a definite chief aim. Um, and um, the reason why is so that exactly like you said, at any given point, you can go back and revisit what your goal or what your end point or what you're looking, what you're looking to do is. And, that, you know, I know I was talking to kids, but I told them that's not something that only applies to kids. It, it applies to adults um, as well. And, uh, you know, the example that I always give them is I was like, what did y'all eat, you know, last Friday uh, for lunch? And they, everybody is always like, I don't know. And I was like, well, what did you eat yesterday? And they generally would be like, well, I don't know. Some people might be able to name it or not. And I was like, so if you make a plan last Friday or you make a plan yesterday and you can't even remember the details of it, you know, how do you figure you're going to get to your end goal if you don't have anything to show you what it looks like? And so, you know, my point is always that we always, we always have the greatest intentions when we plan or we want to do anything. But the reality of it is <clears throat> there is so much going on and I don't even want to talk about distractions. There's so much going on within ourselves for us to be able to lock in and remember all that we want to do. So, you know, I definitely co-sign that. Um, but the other um, piece that to this that, that I want to throw out is when you are making adjustments based off of, um what you think makes sense to others um and, and what i mean by that is when when i was actually working in corporate america i worked for a company called dietech now in dietech i came from before i started working at dietech i i was a manager at chase i came from being a manager and i say that just to say that again i don't know if this is the truth or not but i felt like i was able to catch on to things a lot faster than most people right so i, I was able to retain information and, and put it into action faster than most people would. So when I got to Dietech, we would be doing a project and, you know, eight o'clock in the morning, we start working by 930, I'm done. But people are working on this literally all day. And it's not like they working on it just to um, spend out the day. They literally having problems with this, right? And so me, what I would end up doing was I would end up spreading out the work that I did. So it, I felt like I fit in to the dynamic of the workspace that I was at, right? And again, it's nothing wrong with that if that's what my intentions were, but that was not my intention. 
my intentions were to mask what I was doing so that way I fit I I was able to fit in. Now, where this becomes a hindrance is if there's any opportunity for growth for myself, I've already wiped that off the table because I'm not allowing myself to um flow in the way that I, I would normally flow. That's that's number one. Now I'm gonna I'm switch this up and go from work and go to home. In my life, um, the, the job that I have doesn't require me to work during the daytime. It doesn't require me to work from eight to five. But when I first started, when I first became a realtor, I know that that didn't look right to my wife. So I would make up work to do in a sense. I was really doing real work, but I would bring work into the time frame that I shouldn't be doing work. So that way I fit what the environment was. So that way, you know, um, everybody would feel, uh, you know, comfortable. But again, the hindrance in it for me is now I'm getting out of uh, practice in the way that I like to do my work to make me feel comfortable to be able to be able to excel. And so I point out that I have to say that, you know, uh, sometimes the environment will dictate and and put you in a position where something that works will not really work for you in a way that it's supposed to go ahead, Jay. Yeah. And, and, and to that, I would say, uh, too, we got to remember that we can affect our environment like True. more more than we can allow our environment to affect us um because because one because one of two things is going to happen either you change or your environment changes and if you if you know what you want for yourself i mean i and i think that's the big thing because a, a, a lot of people don't really know what they want for themselves and like you said everyone's fitting into each other's culture but no one even knows why or what the culture is that they're trying to fit into so you have a you have a situation where nobody is doing what they want but they just they just believe in the culture which is kind of set up in their own minds but not mindfully so i, I want to say this and i'm glad that you said it that sometimes not sometimes all the time you can change your environment which but but i think that questioning yourself the proper way um and 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 meditating on it is important because I'm gonna go back to my job. Eventually I realized that I was wasting time for myself, you know, regardless of what anybody else thought. But what ends up happening is my manager ends up putting me in a supervisory role because now at this point, he, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. But I had to sit back and ask myself, what am I really gaining from doing this? Like I'm literally sitting here for hours upon hours and I'm not doing anything. Like, and I don't have, personally, I don't have hours upon hours to just sit right here and not do anything. I, I just can't do it. And so I essentially started getting done and I would go to him and say, and so essentially what he made me do was supervise all the other people so he didn't have to worry about it anymore. And so now I've elevated my position. I've elevated the skill set I'm able to grow. You know what I mean? And then I wasn't just being stagnant. I was actually doing something that was beneficial to the business as well as myself. So that's number one. And even at home, you know, I sat back and asked myself, does it really make sense for me to be doing these things during the daytime? No, it didn't. And I had to um, change the dynamic of the way that I was doing my business at home. And then eventually I became more happy. I don't know about anybody else, but I would assume that everybody else became happy because I was more happy myself. Right. Um, but I, I got to taking my naps during the daytime and then, you know, was able to show that, look, Later during the day, five to nine, I got to work because I either got to show house, talk to people on the phone. But it, it kind of it, it all made sense and everybody was able to mesh the way that we were supposed to. So, you know, the environment did change, but that was based off of me making a decision, but understanding why I needed to make the decision. So that way things can flow. Yeah. And, and, and to that, like. It makes everyone better in a sense, <clears throat> like um, you elevated your position, you elevated your boss's position, like now your boss has free time to then elevate his position and do other things like everyone benefits from it. And um, like, I'm sure that the people you supervise, they're like, oh, this is a real person. He's done this before. He knows what he's talking about. He's not just someone corporate brought on. And then the same thing with your family, like they see that you're you're taking care of business, but you're away. And in a world where like, if you're around a bunch of people that are that are happily doing things their way, uh, for them, like you, you got to look at yourself and say, why aren't I doing the same thing? 
And once you start doing it, you're like, life can be this great. Like I can actually do what I want to do and have fun and still take care of responsibility and still be happy and, and mindful of the people around me. And the answer is yes. But if you don't allow yourself to, if you don't give yourself that opportunity, you're going to feel like life is just happening to you. Stuff, you're at the mercy of everything around you. And I I would even go to say is if you're extremely happy, you are mindful of the people around you. Like, I, I, I mean, I just, I've never been in a situation where, uh, well, put it like this, when I'm, when I'm, I know that when I'm mad, I know that I'm mindful of the people around me. I know that for a fact. Um, so I know that when I'm happy, I'm mindful of the people around me because um, it's like the, uh, the, the, the joke, you remember the joke that uh, uh, Kevin Hart said about being out on the, being out kicking it with his friends? Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and his girlfriend, Kyle. And 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 they laughing real hard, like you know when you laughing hard, man, that yeah. you are gonna make other people around you laugh. It's just kind of how that mud go. But go ahead, Jay. Yeah, and I, but I, I was trying. I was trying to think. Like, am I mindful? Like, when I'm happy of other people, it's kind of like yes and no. Like yes, but no in the sense is that I don't care if they're not happy because I know that they gonna get happy off my happiness. So you know what I mean. So it's like I'm I'm mindful, but it doesn't matter. Like. I don't care if y'all not happy. Y'all gonna get happy because I'm happy. Let's be happy. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's contagious energy that you can't help when in that presence. But look, bro, I'm telling you, I've been at comedy shows before, and the comedian was so funny, and it was people around me didn't laugh, and I would be literally looking at them like, "How are y'all not laughing? <laughs> How are you not laughing, fam?" He said, "A baby on her hip, though." <laughs> like, <laughs> like again, when you're Full of joy, the people that are not stand out like a sore thumb. When you're angry, yeah. the people that are happy stand out like a sore thumb. Like they they do. Like when right the times when I was mad, uh, I could not understand why people wasn't tripping like me because I was fully justified in my my upsetness. Yeah. But just like being happy, you feel fully justified. And again, you know that everybody's not living your life the way that you're living it, but you are aware. But you also know that there have been times, even, you know, one of the funniest things uh, on uh, uh, Reels, or I guess TikTok, um, there's a laugh that goes around on some of the TikToks or some of the Reels. And it's the same laugh on all of them, right? Um, it's multiple videos. But the no, laugh. No, no. <laughs> that <one>. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that one, but I heard that one too before. But it's a laugh where a dude just be cracking up, right? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's funny. And no matter what I'm watching, whenever that laugh comes on, it makes me laugh at the video. And it's just like, it just goes to show you that how infectious, um, how infectious joy is, yeah. how infectious what works is. Because the thing that moves or pushes us all the time, especially when we're trying to accomplish something, is seeing somebody who has done it before and wanting to know all the steps that they went through and, you know, all the detail. And it's infectious. And to me, that's why identifying it, being able to 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 put it into action and live it is, is so important. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. And also, like, living it your way. Because it's been plenty of times. Like, I'm like, yeah, how did they do this? What were their steps? And I learned their steps, and it's like... Nah, I don't want to do it like that. That's not that's not fun to me. There's another way. I'm gonna figure it out, and it, and, and that's fun, you know. Like not knowing. Uh oh, man, I heard the perfect example um, of this. So like, okay, we think we want to win all the time, right? Like we we really like, yeah, I want to just do this and just win. Just you know, no matter what I do, I just want to win, win, win. And if that's the case, the the person I was listening to, she said, why don't you play a four year old in tic tac toe every day? You'll always win, but like there's no challenge in that. There's no like you already know yeah. what to expect. And the challenge and the fun comes from you really don't quite know what to expect, but you're still willing to move forward and, and try because it excites you. So <laughs> okay, so I, I want to talk about these kids again one more time, right? Um so so I, I guess I'll say this in regards to what you're saying. That's a lot of the drive forcing us, dog, um, is I don't want to call it competition, but you know, it's a version of competition, like just trying to be able to accomplish what somebody else has done, 
number one, and then figuring out how far you can go with it. I don't want to say do it better because you can't nobody do you better than you, right? But I think that's kind of where we kind of lose sight too. When you say, <clears throat> like allowing yourself to be it, like it has to be something to you. It has to really mean something to you. And uh, when I think about when I was talking to the kids at Eastern Hills this weekend, uh, you know, I, we asked all the kids, you know, what's your business? What's your business? Right. And there were like four girls who were doing uh, nails. Right. It was funny. And so I'm just going to make up some names. I want to use their real names, But it was Alicia, Keisha, Tisha. Right. And Isha. Right. And so I asked Alicia, you know, what's your business? She was like nails by Alicia. And then I asked Keisha. And she was like, oh, my business is nails by Keisha. And then another one was like, it's nails by, you know, Tisha. And so the last one, like, this was literally their business names, right? And so the last one was like, well, I don't I don't know what my name is because I don't want to be like, you know, nails by Isha because that's just so, that's so regular, right? But <laughs> <laughs> she say this much, and in my mind, I got her, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't just say exactly what they said, even though the first three, they were not, even affected by it because somewhere within them i think they realize that it doesn't matter what anybody else's name is this is just how i feel right now and i'm gonna do this and i'm not saying that the last girl didn't feel the exact same way she probably felt the exact same way but the message that i was able to give them at the time was name doesn't matter you know what i'm saying um what you're selling in this aisle is you right and so the, it can be nails by Isha and nails by Keisha, but nails by Isha don't provide the same thing that nails by Keisha provides. And, you know, the reason why I'm bringing that up is that to your point, you have to find you in it anyway. You have to, like, you have to, you have to always be dedicated to finding yourself in it. And that's something that I've always had a challenge with, even for me, like looking online, which is always a hindrance for everybody in some way form or fashion it can be a help too depending on how you how you view it but being a real estate broker and it's not a lot of black real estate agents or brokers in the game but whenever i look up real estate majority of us pop up because that's the environment that i'm in and what i find myself doing is looking at what somebody else does and said let me do what they're doing and the problem is it's not me saying let me do what they're doing I'm saying, let me do what they're, what they're doing, how they're doing it versus let me do what they're doing, how I do it. And I think that's real important with identifying, you know, what works. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> the thing is, everything is possible. And I, I know it's we say this, but I don't know if people really wrap their heads around everything being possible. And it's almost like we just put these limits on ourselves just to break them, just to show that we can break these limits. So it's like we live a we live a, an amount of time within the limit and then we like, okay, it's time. It's time to shed this limit. I'm, I don't want to live like this no more. I already did it. And then we're amazed when it happens. Like, oh man, I can't believe it. But that's, that's just what we are. Like it's, it's, there's nothing we, we can't do. And so like to, to your point in setting things up for ourselves, the way that that's more, most meaningful for ourselves, like what's, that's the ultimate, you know what I mean? Like what's, what's better than that? Like if you can be happy throughout your day, no matter what happens, if you can if you can set up your daily practices, your rituals that support what you want to do, but you're happy, it's, it's nothing better than that. And, and I'll say this. Um, so to what, what you were saying, like you look at somebody and you want to kind of do that for yourself, but kind of make it your own. There have been times that I've been on the path of doing whatever I'm, I'm doing or, or want to do. Then I'll see somebody else's way and then I'll be ready to abandon my way and <clears throat> excuse me, instead of just sticking to it because this, the, the way that I'm, I'm building, the way that I'm unfolding and, and, and working on myself in regards to this thing is the way that's for me. That way for them is, is their way. We can still have meaningful conversations and, and maybe trade ideas or help each other get ideas, but we have to know that we are our center. Like we are, we know what's best for us because we live our lives and no one else could know what's best for us. Even if they try, like, like, you can never be 24-7 with somebody. You can never be inside someone else's head, but only you can be inside your own and dictate what you want. I'm telling you, bro, I, I honestly feel like, even, even outside of real estate, I feel like I am, uh, I feel like this. 
I became a realtor, right? When I first became a realtor, I joined Keller Williams. Shout out to Keller Williams. Um, they have a cookie cutter way, which makes sense because it's their business model. Their business model is get as many agents as you can, give them this, uh, give them these tools to use. Like y'all use these tools this way at this frequency and do it this way. Now the thing is, in this process, I I was doing all the stuff that they were telling me to do, but I was not effective. I was not um, successful as I wanted to be because. It's not that their system doesn't work, but there has to be a certain amount of energy within yourself that has to be applied with it. Now, I had energy because I was doing it, but it's kind of like going to somebody and telling them happy birthday, but selling like this, happy birthday, happy birthday. Like the energy didn't reflect what I was doing. So therefore it wasn't materializing into what it was supposed to materialize. But then you got some people that come in like, I'm just Keller Williams. I love it. I'm going to do it. And I got all the energy. And what you want me to do? You want to send this email to a thousand people? Email, 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 email. Like they had all the energy that comes along with it and it works for them. Right. But that's not how it's supposed to be for everybody. Right. So whenever I became a broker, I understood that cookie cutter method is not going to work for everybody. Again, it's something that I learned when I was a manager at Chase where they taught me how to manage my team. And then I managed my team accordingly, but there always seemed to be somebody unhappy about something all the time because I was not really understanding what was going on because of the cookie cutter mentality that works for some that made like an army. Army, everybody expects it to be this way. They expect you to yell at them like a drill sergeant and do these type of things. But eventually I parted ways from that and said, I'm going to manage everybody according to how they are, give them tasks according to how they are, and give them expectations according to how they are, what they want to accomplish themselves, which is the same thing that I kind of do in real estate. And I, you know, I kind of fall back into a cookie cutter a little bit every once in a while that I try to correct for myself. Um, but um, the, I guess the point for me is that um, the energy that I was, the energy that you're supposed to have to do the thing should be reflective. You should be able to, it should be in the forefront. And that's one way to, for, for us, you know, you talked about it in the very beginning uh, when it comes to how it feels, it's kind of a, a good way to find out what hinders and give you a, a, a process to redirect versus just understand. Even though this cookie, cookie cutter way may work in some instances, it's not the end I'll be. I'll go ahead, Jay. Yeah, so if I was to give like a how-to or a practical way that people can set up their daily practices and and be aligned with who they are, um, it starts when you first wake up. So, for instance, if there's something that you like, man, I wish I could remember this throughout the day, put it right next to your bed. Like print it out, write it, put it next to your bed so it's the first thing you read. Um, from there on, start to do the things in your routine that you feel you should do that you want to do at the same time. Like, like that, that's the thing. It's like you want to align what you should do with what you want to do. And if there's a conflict, you want to explore it. It's like, okay, I want to do this thing, but I feel like I shouldn't. And so like, let's say, let's say you did the thing that you, you think you should do. You might not be mindfully in it because you wanted to do something else. Let's say you did the thing you want to do. You might not be mindfully in it because you're thinking about what you should do. Yeah, so it's about, exploring that and figuring out why, okay, why, why don't I want to, I know I want to do this, but why do I think I shouldn't do it and, and kind of go down that rabbit hole. And I know it seems like a lot of work, but you're going to realize how many of those points you have throughout your day. And once you start to reconcile them and make a decision that you wholeheartedly want and should do, it just makes everything easier. There's no resistance in your day and you can just flow through and be that, that happy person that's contagious to everybody. So I, I'm, I'm going to give my little two cents on it as well. And this is what I would encourage everybody to do. So, so number one, I'm going to point out that I, whenever the task or the job or the goal that I have is really intentional, meaning that I meditated on it or I really processed it within myself and said, this is something that I both want and need to do. Like that could be the only thing that's on my list to do for tomorrow. And if I do that one thing, it could be small too. It could be just turning TV on. But if I felt like that was it, 
I would feel like I did a lot during the day. At the end of the day, I would feel accomplished. The reason why I'm bringing that up is that one thing that I know about people, myself as well as people around me, when you when you create a list for yourself of things to do, you don't always get to the end of that list. But when you get to the end of that list, it doesn't matter how many it was, you feel like you did a lot. You feel like you was accomplished, right? So the first thing that I would tell you to do is um, create what you want to do. You know, this is like a a small version of a definite chief aim because you 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 you're building up to being able to create a definite chief aim so that way you can focus on every day i say to, to make know what you want to do tomorrow make a list of what you want to do tomorrow once you make the list now this is what we're talking about this is a lot of work before tomorrow comes look at everything on that list and see what really makes it like really just take some time and say if i do this how do i feel if i do this how stressful is this going to be to me? If I do this, how effective is this going to be for my life? If I do this, how much joy will I be in? And I think you should ask yourself the question for all of that and start to scratch stuff off the list or add stuff accordingly. Once you have that list, then tomorrow be effective. Do it. Do it. Then at the end of the day, again, this is where more work comes in. Then you can reevaluate what you did. Then you're going to feel accomplished because you got it all done. But now you can look and say, I said that this was going to make me feel this way. I said this was going to make this happen. Did it really do that? You know, look and see how effective it really was. And then make changes, add, you know, delete, and then redo your list for the next day. And I think that once you start to, now we're talking about making the plan. Now I'm not talking about any plan that you're just consistent with. That's not why I, why I think that we should be. You got to find out what really makes sense for your life. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, right, and that's the key. Like, like knowing what works and and trying stuff, and then saying, "Hey, this this works or it didn't work." Like, I've I've tried all kind of things. People say for positive <laughs> habits and stuff. Some of them stick. Some of them like, uh, and some of them are just timely. Like, okay, this didn't work now, but let's bring it back. Let's give it another try because I did like this about it. And I did like that, but it's it's really just finding you. Um, in any given moment, because again, so much change, like you change every moment. You're not the same you you was five minutes ago. I don't care how much you, you want to be the same you like is things have changed. But I mean, you're, you're still you, but you're just not necessarily the same you. And being able to, to navigate that and, and be able to still be flexible enough to go with the flow, but also stand true to what, what you desire most out of life. Yeah. And see, to me, <clears throat> again, that's why I like the whole thoughtfulness method of it all because um you know beginning of the day or the day before and then the end of the day like that being able to change the willingness to be able to change your your thought process is important you know what i'm saying because again that's how you end up being stuck in a situation like me doing 20 spanish lessons a day because i felt like if i changed my thought process then i was going to be missing an opportunity somewhere and the reality of it was I never looked at the end of the day and said, really, how how effective was this for me in my life? You know, if I had done that, maybe I would have started speaking more Spanish sentences at the end of the day. And that would have even made it better for me. That would have made it more effective for me. But I never re really reevaluated what I was looking at, even with me and um, me building up my, my real estate brokerage. Right. <clears throat> I have six six people on the team now. I think seven, including myself. And, you know, the toughest part of my life, bro, is trying to re I reevaluate my thought process on that every single day. Like I, I see how it makes sense, how it could potentially be a hindrance, how it doesn't make sense or more ways to become more effective in going toward my goal of getting 10 people. Right. What like what did I do the previous day that I said that I was going to do today to move me towards that? Did that work? And it doesn't necessarily have to be accomplishing the goal, but did it move my feet in the right direction? And I think that because I'm reevaluating the next day, I realize that step is not a part of it anymore. Let me just go this route. And then I, I've, I've gotten to a point where I figured out what missing step I need in order to accomplish it. Now, once I accomplish this step, which may take me a month, I might come to the conclusion that it didn't work. But the beautiful part of me evaluating my process was I found out this is something that I wanted to do to help me accomplish a goal. But not only that, 
I felt like regardless if I accomplish the goal, this still makes me better in a way that I want to be better, whether the goal is accomplished or not. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. And uh man, I forgot I was about to say about that. My bad, bro. Yeah, no, no, no you good. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, we 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 get to we get to set the tone and we need to set the tone. Like we we need to know that our life is in our hands. And but it, it but it is not action is part of it, but it's the it's our thoughts that's wrapped around the action too, about the actions that we're doing. Um oh yeah, so I and I did just remember what I was gonna say. One thing I found out about myself is I need a certain amount of playtime per day where like I, I do nothing or I don't have to do nothing or I'm not obligated to do anything. If I don't have it, like let's say I I don't know, something happened and I just got to do a bunch of stuff all day long and it's like nine o'clock and I'm dead tired. I won't go to sleep. I would just stay up being tired, not doing nothing <laughs> for hours because I just feel like I got to have my just nothing. And, I, I, and that's something I find out about myself. So I don't put myself in that situation. Like I make sure whatever you got to do for the day, just get it done so that you can have that later in the day and it won't mess up your, your sleep or whatever. But even sleep, I found too, is, is, is about your mind. Like how you feel about before you go to sleep and how you feel about the kind of sleep you had, it can affect your day. Because I've had times where I've gotten no sleep and I've been fine. And then I remember later in the day, like, oh snap, I didn't even get sleep before. And I had the opposite where I got a lot of sleep, but I felt tired because of, I don't know, some thoughts I had in my mind. So mindfulness. And so, so cold, cold, cold thing about it all. So number one, um, when we talk about what works and I love the fact that you said play, um, whether it's games or whatever, whatever it be. Don't give things that other people do. I mean, don't do a negative connotation because it's something that gets you to your finish line. And the reason why I say that is because as adults, play is like a, a no, no word. Like, you know, it's just one of those things that people just be like, you be like, I don't even hear grownups say play a lot. Just so you know, like, Unless they're on a PlayStation or an Xbox or something, they, they don't generally be like, I'm going to go play. Like, I don't know nobody that does that. Um, and so but because of that, like, you will find yourself not trying to mask it or not trying to do it because it doesn't fit the environment or the world that we live in. And I love the fact that you said that I have to have a certain amount of play time. And the reason why is because that's what works. You knowing that you had that play time frees you up mentally to go and do whatever else you want to do unapologetically or free spirited. Right. And so, um, I definitely, uh, co-sign that. And it's the same thing with me and that, which I, though I don't take them every day, but you know, I'm a big nap person. And a part of that is the reason why is because I'm a night person. I like to stay up later at night and do things, whether it mug is work or play. But because of that, during the daytime, I look for the recharge. And if I don't do it, it, doesn't propel me in the way that I possibly could be propelled on a daily basis. And then when I do take my nap, I come up refreshed and I'm able to move accordingly. So, um, you know, I go ahead, Jay. Now, it's funny you say that because that's true. Like when I wake up, I'm excited to get up. Like I can't wait to do the day. But if I didn't have my playtime the night before and like let's just say I had worked all day and I got to get up and just work all day again. I'm not getting up. I don't want to get up. I'm not happy mm -hmm. to get up. Nothing. But if I did the playtime the night before, I'm happy to get up. like, oh yeah, I'm gonna let me mm -hmm. just knock this out real quick, go back to my playtime, and then let's let's have fun. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I agree 100 percent So this is what I would tell everybody when it comes to what hinders and what works. Um, number one, you know, know what you want to do. That doesn't mean that it's it's written in stone, but it's just written or it's it's articulated and then don't be afraid to reevaluate it based off of how you feel because you know a big part of this was you know how do you feel about it and i would even you know encourage you to meditate that on meditate on that even more because how we feel is sometimes affected by how the people around us feel so well, the reason why i say that is i might be happier if jay clay is happy like, it, 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 I'm not saying that my happiness should be based on J. Clay, but if I'm able to make him happy, it might in turn enhance my happiness. And so, um, or my joy or the productivity that I'm producing. So I, I would tell you to know, you know, know what you want to do, um, reevaluate it and 
you know, when you reevaluate it, see how it's affecting you, see how it's affecting your environment, see how it's affecting the people around you and see if it makes sense to you. Uh, and then from there, you know, rework, rework it and see uh, until you get to a point where you're operating in a sense of, and this is not about the effectiveness of the work that we're talking about yet. This is just the effect effectiveness of you. Like you got to get you taken care of and then all the other stuff will kind of, you know, domino effect. But those yeah. are just my thoughts on it. Go ahead, Jay. And I, I want to speak to, um, to what you said about like, know what you want, know what you desire. Because uh, I, I know people that say, well, I don't, I don't know what I desire. I don't, I don't know what I want. Like, you know what you want for today. And start yeah. there. Like, don't don't be afraid. So when I when I spoke about my definite chief aim that I wrote out, um, I think three weeks into it, I was still rearranging words. I was still changing stuff because, like, let's just give an example. Let's say somebody said I want to read ten books in a month or something. I, I don't, but I'm just giving an example. Let's say somebody said I want to read 10, 10 books in a month. And when you see that goal every day, and you're reminded multiple times of a day, and you realize you might realize, oh shoot, I don't really want this. And you can start changing it, but you're 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 building that habit of at least looking at what you want every day or what you desire, having it in the forefront to to mark your movement. So that's why I say just start with where you at. You you know what you desire out of today. You probably just want to be happy. You probably want to have fun. I don't know. Whatever you desire, like you can start with that and then just start building upon it until you know for sure this this is who I am. This is what I want to continue doing. And again, I'm gonna say it one more time. And I like the fact that you even use yourself as an example. You've been changing one or two words over and over again. One or two, like that attention to yourself is amazing, right? Because again, I, I told you, I've been in a I've been in a cycle where I've done the same thing over and over again. And it could have just been the change of something so small that would have alleviated the internal turmoil that I would have had with within myself for doing it. I wouldn't have been resistant. I, it would have been more fun. It could have been a, a bunch of different things um, that could have changed if I just had the energy in the thought process to say, you know what, let me reevaluate what I did today. Let me look at it and see if it makes sense. And then not being afraid or not not being up to the challenge to rewrite it for tomorrow, because we're so finite with things that we do. Once we set in the stone, if I change my mind, and this is where the crazy part is, everybody's going to look at me crazy. Well, the reality of it is you're just going to look at you crazy because you're not giving yourself the leeway to flow. And so um, I, I definitely encourage uh, to reevaluate on a daily basis. See see what makes sense. Like, I tell myself I'm going to do 100 push-ups every single day, and I don't do it every single day. Some days it might be 20. Some days it might be 30. Some days it might be 100. Some days it might be 50. Um, but nonetheless, what I've realized is that the ultimate goal was not doing 100 push-ups. It was for me to get stronger. And so now, because I've been able to look at that in a different way, now there's a lot of opportunities for me to get strong other than doing push-ups. But you know what? I do like doing push-ups because it, it, it focuses on a specific part of my body. So again, these are details that I'm just kind of constantly working through. But what makes sense? Well, just do this. And so eventually I get to a place where I'm comfortable and I'm able to do it on a consistent basis. Go ahead, Jay. I, I'm laughing because I, I, I've i been wanting to say I'm going to do 100 push-ups today. And I've done them a, a day. But I was like, yeah. how come I never just say I'm going to just do 100 push-ups today with, with no ties to the next day? And the next day, yeah, I'll just decide yeah, what I'm going to do for that day. Like, we we should we should be in the moment as much as possible. Uh, I love I, you. That was that was a nail in the coffin right there. You you hit that. I needed to hear that even for myself. <laughs> even though I made up my mind already. And again, this is point to the to the show, not being afraid to reevaluate, change, and move accordingly to something that fits you and actually propels you forward versus hindering you and stalls you out. Um, you know, appreciate everybody joining us today. You know, without y'all, we wouldn't be here. We'd be doing something. We definitely wouldn't be here. But hopefully we help you realize that you are perfect because you help us realize it. Anytime there's any kind of feedback, it's just something just to kind of refocus us and point us so that way we can redirect and we can find out what works for us. So we appreciate y'all. And Jay, you can take us out, man. Yeah, appreciate y'all again as well. And just remember, if you found this helpful, hit that share button. Uh, we we here every Sunday, 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Central. Make us part of your, your Sunday daily practice. Uh, and remember, you're a perfect creation made by a perfect creator. 
So you might as well accept your perfection and enter perfect mode. If I reminded you that you are perfect, would you argue me down or step into your perfection? Welcome to perfect mode, where there are no excuses, no expectations, and we explore the world without limitations. I'm Jay Clay, rapper, a spiritual teacher, with my co-host Troy Washington, your friendly neighborhood realtor. Let's be real, so let's be perfect. Perfect! Everything ain't 